is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I'm going to delve into this Hunter Biden stuff. As you know, this is my wheelhouse. I have many wheelhouses. This is certainly one of them. This is state a straightforward tax evasion. For four years... Four years, Hunter Biden didn't pay any federal income taxes. He didn't underpay. He didn't make mistakes. He didn't pay federal income taxes for four years, from 2017 to 2020. And when he did file tax returns, he filed knowingly false tax returns in other years. And it's calculated that he owed $1.4 million in federal income taxes. Of course, we don't talk about state income taxes, but Delaware, I believe, does have a state income tax. I'm sure they're going to get right on it. $1.4 million he didn't pay. Now, typically, you've got interest on something like that and penalty on something like that, and it keeps building and building and building, as a matter of fact. And he spent the money on all kinds of frivolous things, all kinds of grotesque things. He's a sick man. But being a sick man is no excuse for violating federal law. And to me, the defense has a real problem, as do the media. On the one hand, they say this man was addicted. He couldn't function. He was mentally handicapped. Yet on the other hand, over $30 million poured into his coffers. Not just from foreign countries, but enemy countries. Front corporations. Burisma. Front company. For state-run communist Chinese oil company. Over $30 million. 
Now, other family members are mentioned in this indictment, too, like Joe Biden's brother and others. We know of these front companies that were created, these wash-through companies, over 20 of them, by Hunter Biden and his lawyers. And so what does all this mean here? First of all, it's amazing to watch the media. They are disgusting. Whether it is their support for Hamas, whether it is their support for Russia collusion that never existed with Trump, they are an unconscionable, immoral, sleazy bunch. They're Democrats. So today, they're very busy trying to defend Joe Biden. Joe Biden's not mentioned. So the legal analysts say Joe Biden's name is not in here. There's nothing about Joe Biden in here. Joe Biden's not in here. And Abby Lowell, Hunter Biden's lawyer, is a desperate, desperate lawyer. You know what he's figured out, ladies and gentlemen? You know what the argument is here? Well, it's the Republicans' fault that Hunter Biden didn't pay his federal income taxes. It's their fault. This whole thing's been politicized. It's his fault. No, no. It's the Republicans' fault. How did this all change all of a sudden, he says? They had a deal. And now all of this. Because the judge put an end to the fraud that was taking place. She would not accept the so-called deal. She could see it smelled. It stunk to heaven. And in the end, the two parties couldn't even agree on what they were supposed to be making a deal on. Because Hunter Biden, his lawyers, blew it. They should have taken that deal. He should have admitted some level of guilt. But he didn't. Because he's a Biden. Thinks he can get away with it. Let's continue. This proves, say the media, that the Department of Justice is honorable. This proves they're not covering up for the Bidens. Really. This proves that the special counsel is doing his job. I saw, again, Hunter Biden's lawyer refer to the special counsel as a Republican. You know, they used to refer to him as a Republican to show how fair he is to Hunter Biden. Now he's a Republican because how bad he is to Hunter Biden. So what's going on here? A couple of things. Joe Biden will pardon his son, whether he's reelected or not. These are federal charges. Joe Biden can, and I predict, will pardon his son. You can pardon somebody who's not been convicted yet. You just have to pardon them broadly for anything they did or may have done. It's happened before. So Joe Biden will pardon his son. So the fact is, ladies and gentlemen, his son is really in no danger of serving one minute of prison time. I hear people, could be 17 years. It won't be one minute. Number two. Now, Hunter Biden will use the fact of the charges against him 
as an argument for not testifying before Congress. You have a right not to incriminate yourself. And if you testify before Congress, you may incriminate yourself. Well, they can probably give him use immunity. That's been given to people who've been defendants in cases to testify before. That won't be done here. It won't be done here because the Republicans want his testimony. Biden doesn't want to give him the testimony. So this will drag out for a period of time. Number three. I read this indictment carefully. There's absolutely no focus on the source of the money. Zero. Isn't that the big deal? Isn't that the big issue? Came from the communist Chinese. Came from the Russians. Came with the prior pro-Russian Ukrainian regime. And other miscreants and malcontents. Over $30 million. There's not a word about that. In the indictment. And the media in full cover-up mode. Praetorian Guard mode. As they were. And the laptop was discovered. We have a media that keeps telling us that the president's not connected. There's no association whatsoever. They have no curiosity. When it's Donald Trump, he's guilty as charged. That's the end of it. Over $30 million. A drunk. A drug addict. A sex addict. We're told he couldn't function. While he's raking in tens of millions of dollars. While he's running, I don't know how many businesses, front groups. Creating these wash-through, these launder-through companies. To try and conceal where the money's coming from and who's getting what. Which is why Comer and his committee and others have had to issue subpoenas to banks. And get around the Biden administration to get some access to these Wire transfers and bank accounts and all the rest of it. Now, we are to believe that while Hunter Biden, over a course of years, is making tens of millions of dollars, while Joe Biden is vice president of the United States, while the communist Chinese pay millions of dollars to the University of Pennsylvania to set up a phony think tank in Joe Biden's name to get him a $900,000 a year salary for which he did nothing. We're supposed to look at all this, America. These infinite number of transactions, payoffs, to a drunk, druggy, Sex addict, good-for-nothing kid who never did anything for the money, but sold his name. Hands his daddy his phone. His daddy's at, at dinner. His daddy's met most of his business partners. His daddy's staff, when he's vice president, is in touch with Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's partners and his staff and his businesses. And we're told by CNN and MSNBC and all the other reprobates There's nothing here. Move along. Move along. 
And then they tell us, you can't prove fill in the blank. We're all the journalists. We're all the investigative reporters. They're nowhere because they're not assigned to do a damn thing. If you want to hear propaganda, if you want to hear state-run media, watch CNN. If you want to hear propaganda, state-run media, watch MSNBC. If you want to read government talking points, Biden talking points, read the New York Times and the Washington Post. It's all right there. The Republicans have nothing. Aren't you even interested in the New York Times about any of this? You're equipped to do the cover-up job on the laptop. You're good at cover-ups. The Holocaust, the slaughter of the Ukrainians by Stalin in 1930. You're very good at cover-ups over there at the New York Slimes. Joe Biden is corrupt. And the story changes. He didn't know anything about Biden's business, excuse me, about his son's business activity. Nothing. He's handed a phone. He's meeting people he doesn't know, but he knows their business plan. Playing God. I didn't know anything. I didn't ask anything. I don't know anything. Okay. He's going to play the role of the dummy. I don't recall. I don't know. The media. It's not the president. It's his son, for crying out loud. They're going after his son. It's okay. They've gone after Trump's sons. That precedent is, and daughter, that precedent's been set. That precedent's set doesn't matter anymore that used to be the case but it doesn't matter anymore given what the democrats and their media did to donald trump and his family and still are and they're creating other precedents that will be used against the democrats now or one day in the future you know they're the arsonists out there they think that only they can light fires it's not true But in this case, they have Hunter Biden dead to rights, okay? The problem is, this is being done in part to protect Joe Biden. Hunter Biden's not going to serve a minute in prison because daddy will pardon him, whether he wins or not. Hunter Biden will not testify before the House of Representatives, because now he's been indicted. But Mark, it could be a different subject. No, it's not going to work that way. What else is missing? The Foreign Registration Act. It's a very broad act. It was never used to prosecute people before. I think in its entire history, less than half a dozen times, but then here comes Donald Trump. Here comes Paul Manafort and Roger Stone. And so they dust it off and say, hey, we have a weapon to use against these guys. FARA. Say what? FARA. FARA. Wasn't she a model? Didn't she pass away, Mr. Producer? No, 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 no. FARA, federal law. Federal law, yeah. These interactions with federal government, uh, with other governments, and by the way, you don't have to take one penny. They didn't register so throw the book at them. Get that manager, put him in solitary confinement. Get a SWAT team over there. Get a SWAT team after Roger Stone. Throw that guy in prison. Excuse me, what are you talking about? Yes, now put a gag order on them. Make them shut up. They can't defend themselves in public. No, 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 no. Just let CNN and the rest of them smear the crap out of them. 
He hasn't been charged with that violation yet. Hopefully he will be because that ensnares Joe Biden. How? I've explained this before. I'll explain it again right after the break. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401ks. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals' downside of the digital dollar report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free downside of the digital dollar report today by texting LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text aid and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. The reason the indictment doesn't mention the source of the money, because if we start talking about the source of the money, it creates implications. Implications on the Foreign Agents Registration Act, implications that involve Joe Biden as then Vice President, implications that ensnare Joe Biden. So what's most important to be watching for, ladies and gentlemen, is if there are any second steps by this prosecutor. Second steps. If they they pursue... Hunter Biden on FARA violations, and I'm going to explain to you soon what FARA is with specificity. Then that does, in fact, ensnare Joe Biden. Certainly as a material witness. Material witness against his own son. But I would argue beyond that, that he was a co-conspirator in enabling his son to defy the Foreign Agents Registration Act. I'll explain when we return. Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401ks. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals' downside of the digital dollar report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free downside of the digital dollar report today by texting LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text aid and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Stick with me, America. You're going to understand this stuff better than anybody else because you're listening to this program, and I think that's why you listened. 
It's not hit and run and then we move on. We take our time with this. Now, I just want to reiterate something that I've said to you many times. I've said it on Levin TV. I've said it on Fox. If this is the basis for the impeachment of Joe Biden, I think that's a huge mistake. I think it should be an article of impeachment against Joe Biden. But the first article ought to be is violations of immigration law and two parts of the U.S. Constitution related to that, including his oath to uphold the law and the requirement that a president enforce, execute a law, whether he agrees with it or not. This president has intentionally violated multiple immigration laws, which has done enormous harm to this country. It is a high crime. Both the violation of his oath, the violation of the requirement to uphold and execute laws, and the enormous damage it has done to our country, our society, and our culture. That's what the founders meant, excuse me, that's what the framers meant by a high crime. That's what they meant by a high crime. They didn't mean, oh, he's on drugs, so he must be high. They didn't mean, oh, he killed 17 people. No, they meant a high crime is a constitutional offense. It's an offense against our civil society. And Joe Biden falls within the four corners of that. You do not need depositions. You do not need discovery. You do not need subpoenas. It's black and white. No need for an investigation. And let me put you to the test. When you go to synagogue, if you're Jewish, when you go to church, if you're Christian, when you go to the diner, if you like to eat, or just go to your neighbor, I want you to ask the person near you. Could you explain to me what's going on with Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and all this money and everything else? And they'll say either something general or they'll say no. And many people won't give a damn. If you say to people, what do you think about the open border? You can't stop them from talking, can you, Mr. Producer? The crimes, the lawlessness, the deaths, what's happening in their towns, <coughs> excuse me, what's happening in their states, they see it on television. That's Article 1 of impeachment, ladies and gentlemen. You want the people to get behind you. And you want them to understand what somebody's being impeached for and all these media types? Let them defend it. But it's indefensible. It's indefensible. What are they going to say? So I just point that out. Number two, Article 2, should be the so-called student loan forgiveness. He's given upwards of half a... What is it? Hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm wrong. Billions and billions of dollars in student loan forgiveness, quote unquote. In violation, skirting a Supreme Court decision that says he doesn't have the power to do it. He has seized the power of the purse from the Congress, more specifically the House of Representatives. That is another high crime. He's violating the Constitution. 
The power of the purse clause, I call it. He's violating his oath of office, and he is unconstitutionally and illegally conferring billions and billions of dollars onto individuals who he feels will vote for him. That's Article 2. You can have subsections. Now, if you want to get into this other stuff, which is very important, don't get me wrong, but do you want to get him impeached? Do you want the people behind us or not? Then you get into all this other stuff, which is important. But it's not the top of the list. It's not the top of the list. It's in the list. Which I keep trying to explain to these guys on Capitol Hill, even my dear brother, Sean Hannity, who was on here yesterday, 10 minutes going to this, and then and this guy's been, and this one here, and it went under here, and it went over here, and it went, I got it. But that's not going to persuade many people outside of people who want Biden removed for many important reasons. I'm telling you, if they don't handle this right, it's going to collapse. And right now, guess what? Because they expelled this guy, this reprobate from New York, who wasn't convicted of anything. That's a first. And because they forced out Kevin McCarthy, who's now said, okay, well, I got to get on with my life. I spent enormous amount of time raising funds, trying to get a majority here. And they threw me out like no speaker in the history of the United States. So I'm going to focus on my family. They just lost two members, or they're going to. They have a two-vote majority, Mr. Producer. Two-vote majority. We have two votes that separates the majority from the minority in the House of Representatives. Maybe two of them will get the flu one day. Uh, I can't get in there. I just can't get in there. Speaker, Speaker John, I can't get in there. By the way, today's show is dedicated to a very dear friend of mine and the family. You've heard me talk about Teddy before. Brilliant cardiologist. Just a wonderful human being. So many lives he saved. So many people he helped. We can all aspire to be like this man. Funny. Self-effacing. Family man. Renaissance man in many ways. And he passed away two days ago. And his funeral was today. You've heard me talk about Teddy. When I talk about Genesel, he used to use Genesel. And he loved it. And so I kid him about it on the air, obviously. He will be deeply missed by everybody who knew him, came in touch with him, our family, and certainly his family. So this show is dedicated to him. Now let me tell you about Farah. According to the United States Department of Justice website. It's an acronym for the Foreign Agents Registration Act of 1938. 
It requires the registration of and disclosures by, quote, an agent of a foreign principal who either directly or through another person within the United States, number one, engages in political activities on behalf of a foreign principal. Number two, acts as a foreign principal's public relations counsel, publicity agent, information service employee, or political consultant. Number three, solicits, collects, disperses, or dispenses contributions, loans, money, or other things of value for or in the interest of a foreign principal. Number four, represents the interests of the foreign principal before an, any agency or official of the United States government. And by the way, you don't have to be paid one penny to be covered by this statute. And as you can see, Hunter Biden is the gold standard for people who are to file under FARA. Now, what's the purpose of this law? It's an important tool, they say, to identify foreign influence in the United States and address threats to national security. And by the way, how come nobody ever mentions that Hunter Biden was a threat to national security with all these associations overseas, including with our dire enemies, our sworn enemies, using our name, our name, his name, the central person of FARA is to promote transparency, writes the government, with respect to foreign influence within the United States by ensuring that the U.S. government and the public know the source of certain information from foreign agents intended to influence American public opinion, policy, and laws, thereby facilitating informed evaluation of that information. FARA fosters transparency by requiring that persons who engage in specified activities within the United States, on behalf of a foreign principal, register with and disclose those activities to the Department of Justice. Department of Justice is required to make such information publicly available. Obviously, Hunter didn't want it publicly available, did he, America? Obviously, the Biden family didn't want it publicly available. I mean, as I said, they set up these 20 front corporations to try and keep it secret. Joe Biden denied that he'd ever talked to his son about any business. They denied that the Hunter laptop was Hunter's laptop. It was Russian, Russian. So they did everything they could to skirt this law. What are the penalties? The penalty for a willful violation of FAR is imprisonment for not more than five years, a fine of a quarter of a million dollars or both. Certain violations are considered misdemeanors, with penalties of imprisonment of not more than six months, a fine of not more than $5,000 or both. There's also civil enforcement provisions that empower the Attorney General to seek an injunction requiring registration under FARA. Now, I'm making the point that Joe Biden knew damn well that his son was involved in these foreign activities, or at least certain foreign activities, or at least some foreign activities. I said, you don't have to receive one penny from a foreign government or a front corporation for a foreign government or a foreign government corporation, not one, to violate this statute. Obviously, Hunter Biden received a ton, over $30 million, which he dispersed through those cover-up accounts. 
it is absurd. It is ridiculous to argue that Joe Biden didn't know anything about any of this when he was sitting at the table, when he was asked to talk to these foreign agents, these uh, foreign individuals, when he brags at a public forum, you've seen it on video, that he interfered with the investigation of Burisma, that he ordered, he directed, then the Russian-affiliated Ukrainian government to fire the prosecutor. He didn't just think that up. He's the vice president. Why is that on his mind? Takes his son to go to China. Apparently not once did they discuss why his son was on Air Force Two to go to China. He just wanted what? Some good food? Meet some more women? Get fentanyl directly? I don't know. Does anybody believe any of this? Yes, CNN, MSNBC, and the other liars. The other liars. They're supposed to be close to this family. Joe Biden has a history, even when he had all his mental faculties, which was bad enough, of lying, a pattern of lying about anything and everything, and he's been lying about this. He is a co-conspirator in Hunter Biden's violations, multiple, of this federal statute, FARA. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401ks. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals' downside of the digital dollar report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free downside of the digital dollar report today by texting LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text aid and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. couple things, folks. We have two great Life, Liberty, and Levins for you this weekend. Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central. You know the times. Sunday, same exact times. Four different guests, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Our guests on Saturday, Congressman Mike Waltz, where we dig into Iran. And I believe now that uh, Joe Biden and Blinken are special pleaders the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran. I don't think there's any dispute about that, given they, they rearmed that country. So we're going to dig into that. And a great attorney, Jim Trusty, who you've heard of before, formerly one of Donald Trump's outstanding lawyers on the January 6th case. This is not being followed carefully enough, what's going on in that courtroom. And I decided I am the one who has to spend time on this and get to the bottom of what's taking place now, because it's outrageous. On Sunday, we have Elise Stefanik, who really has become a superstar in the House, as far as I'm concerned. 
Sunday's show is going to focus very heavily on our colleges and universities. And uh, Professor Ellis, who wrote the book on the destruction of our colleges and universities, you're going to, I think, find that entire weekend of Life, Liberty, Levin absolutely intriguing and compelling, and I hope you'll watch it. But, Mark, I've got this, and I want to watch that. That's what we do with our DVRs, right? Or our smart TVs. We record it. So set your recorders. I hope you'll check it out. We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. You be there. We're in the middle of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. We're really just days away from Christmas. And I want you to miss out on this. I know what patriots and conservatives in your family would love. I know. I know them. I know you. And we're running out of them, and we're running out of them fast. And what am I talking about? The only place where you can now get first edition, limited edition, signed copies by moi, of the Democrat Party Hates America. Can you imagine that under the Christmas tree or one of the gifts during Hanukkah? It's the only place you can get them because I'm not signing anymore. I didn't sign a lot to begin with. What happens every two years as I mention this, then they run out and people want more. We don't have more. So if you're interested in doing this and getting it right away, whether it's for Hanukkah, or Christmas, you're running out of time. And they're going to run out of books. It's on all my social sites, but I want to tell those of you who don't follow social sites, or maybe in your car, it's simple. You go to levinsigned.com, L-E-V-I-N-S-I-G-N-E-D.com. Levinsigned.com. It's hard to know what they get people these days. But if they're fans of mine, my radio show, TV show, especially the books, it's the perfect gift. It doesn't have to be the only gift, but it's the perfect gift. It's also available at Amazon, not the signed copies. This is the only place you can get the signed copy. LevinSignedED.com. If you don't want the signed copy, good old Amazon's there. They've got them. Costco does not anymore. Barnes & Noble has never promoted the book. A lot of these retail places are not promoting it anymore. Now, they're promoting books that are even older than mine, who've been written by leftists, like Rachel Maddow and others. But if you really want the book, you can get the book. Um, so I want to encourage those of you who are saying, what should I get him or her? They have everything. And here's the thing. People who've read the book... They love the book. 
So this is a first edition, signed, limited edition copy of the book that I signed right off the printing press, the first books that came off the printing press. So I want to encourage you, if you're looking for a gift, I think this would be a great gift. That's my own thought. So today is Friday, and like the other six days of the week, the Biden administration is undermining the ability of Israel to defend itself. I've come to the conclusion, and it's the only conclusion you can really come to unless you're a reprobate who works in one of the radical left-wing media websites or platforms, that Joe Biden and Blinken are in fact special pleaders for the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran. That's why they picked an individual, Mali, who basically represented Iran in negotiations over nuclear weapons. That's why this administration has retained one of his lieutenants who had significant communications with the Iranian regime, and that lieutenant, I don't mean in the military, lieutenant like an assistant, is chief of staff to one of the assistant secretaries of defense. Now, why would you do that? Blinken is boyhood chums with this guy, Mally, who has since been quietly removed and is under investigation for the possibility of conveying classified information to the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran, and his clearance has been pulled. I think he's now at Princeton or something. You know how that works. And they won't give the information to Congress exactly what took place there. This is serious stuff. That's why, even before Joe Biden was sworn in, they were talking to the Iranians through back channels about signing waivers all across the board. Commerce, finance, banking, shipping, and oil. They rebuilt the Iranian regime that was on its back thanks to Trump. They rebuilt an Iranian regime where the people were rising up to overthrow it. Now, why would you do that? Unless you're a special pleader for the enemy. I'm quite serious. Why would you do that? Why would you treat the enemy, Iran, better than you treat our ally, Israel? Iran uses its money, not to feed its people, but to arm the terrorists, Hamas, the Houthis, Hezbollah, and of course themselves. The Biden administration has blood on its hands. It is responsible for setting the Middle East on fire. They're arsonists, as I said on Fox and here. That's their foreign policy. It's the foreign policy of an arsonist. Everywhere they go, they set fires, and people die. And people suffer. Like on our southern border. Always keep that in mind when we're talking about foreign policy and Biden. Always keep that in mind. Because that demonstrates to you how much he does not care about citizens. Even of his own country. So the Biden administration is now demanding behind the scenes. 
that Israel cease military operations by the end of the year. It concludes its war against Hamas by the end of the year. Now, since October 7th, it's done everything it can to trip up the Israeli military. To trip it up, to slow it down, to obstruct it. It has publicly and repeatedly denounced, lectured the Israeli government and their military. Behind the scenes, they keep leaking against Benjamin Netanyahu and his government there, trying to undermine it. They want it overthrown. They want patsies, lapdogs, who will do what they say. Like an Ehud Blach. So they're telling Israel, this needs to end by the end of the year. In addition... Our government has formally criticized Israel in the strongest terms yet about civilian casualties in the Gaza Strip. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, a couple of things here. These bastards unleashed all this. Israel's having to deal with it. They keep pressuring Israel to surrender. They want Israel to tiptoe around Gaza. To figure out who the Hamas terrorists are and who the citizens are, even though they hide behind the citizens, dress like the citizens, because many of them are the citizens. Israeli casualties now, they're almost over 100 killed IDF soldiers. Now, again, as I told you, many of these IDF soldiers, most of them, are not in the regular military. They're just people who live and work around the state of Israel. So they're taking significant casualties for a relatively small army and a very small population. Every time they are told, every time they're told, you better not bomb, which, of course, is asinine, They have tens of thousands of infantry in Gaza. They're not willy-nilly just bombing the place. If they were, it'd be over already. So Israel's being jerked around by Biden and Blinken, who are doing the bidding of Iran. Now, how else do we know they're doing the bidding of Iran? Anybody know? You know, Mr. Producer, in addition to all the money? What kind of a president sits on his hands when our own armed forces come under attack? Oh, he'll blow out a warehouse here and there, whatever. But it's not a significant response, not only meant to send a message, but to do severe damage to Iran. He won't do it. He won't do it. Even though they keep hitting our bases, even though they keep attacking our soldiers. He sends, he sends in the Eisenhower, he sends in the four, these aircraft carriers that have many ships that, that joined him. He sends in a nuclear submarine for crying out loud, which has no purpose whatsoever. For, for show. 
He's not only a special pleader, and Blinken clearly is a special pleader for Iran. And not only is this administration filled with Jew-hating anti-Semites that want to carve up Israel. They've been salivating to carve up Israel. So they, they want to exploit Israel's war for survival and self-defense to destroy Israel. So Israel will surrender Judea and Samaria, the birthplace of Judaism, to the Palestinians. Not only special pleaders for Iran, but the anti-Semites have the upper hand in the Biden administration. Obama himself, as I said many times, is and was an anti-Semite. And Blinken and Sullivan and the rest of them work for him, and now they work for Biden. And they were special pleaders for Iran then, too. You know, that nuclear deal prevented them from getting nukes. That nuclear deal guaranteed that within 10 years of signing it, they would have nukes. It allowed them to have nukes. That's why Netanyahu said no. And that's why they tried to destroy Netanyahu, the Democrats in this country, the radical left in Israel, the Peasers. But in our country, as my friend Mark Klein likes to say, it's not appeasement, it's intentional. And he's correct. Joe Biden will not even hit Iran in the way Iran would be hit by a Trump, by a Reagan. Because he's a special pleader for that regime. That regime is part of his ideological model and that of Blinken. They've written about it. They've talked about it. And by Israel defending itself and now trying to crush Hamas, not only is Israel demonstrating that the Biden, Blinken, Obama so-called foreign policy, which they've never articulated to the American people. Have you noticed that? People say, what the hell's going on here? But they won't articulate it because the American people would demand sanity, would demand that these people be confronted by Republicans in the House and by the media and so forth. That's how insane all this is. And here's one other point you need to understand, and I think you do. It's in Joe Biden's, in his view, best political interests for Israel to leave Gaza. Because the Hamas wing of the Democrat Party votes Democrat. The Jew-hating anti-Semites in the street, they vote Democrat. The Islamists, as well as their Marxist friends, but the Islamists vote Democrat. The students and the professors and the administrators at Harvard, University of Pennsylvania, MIT, and the rest of the poison ivy colleges and universities, they vote Democrat, overwhelmingly. And they hate the Jews and they hate Israel. That's become apparent from that hearing the other day in the House Education Committee led by the Republicans. So the way Biden thinks... This needs to get on the back pages now. It's undermining my coalition. And for Biden, everything's about him. For Biden, everything's about him. And so it's quite disgusting 
what motivates Biden and Blinken and Sullivan and the other miscreants. But that's exactly what's going on right now. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Pure Talk has you covered for the holidays with a free Moto G5G phone. No gimmicks, no trading necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gig data plan, just 35 bucks, and get the Moto G5G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones are almost gone. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two-day battery life, an exceptional quad pixel camera, and a whole lot more. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. how things change but not so funny isn't it everybody's yawning okay guy walking around women's underwear what's that part of lg well I, I don't know for all i know this song's required at the department of defense these days but now it's controversial to play that song what are you making fun of mark men walking around in women's underwear who do you think you are, Mark? Don't you believe in civil rights? Kind of a bigot, are you, Mark? I'll be right back. Pure Talk has you covered for the holidays with a free Moto G5G phone. No gimmicks, no trade-in necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gig data plan, just 35 bucks, and get the Moto G5G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones are almost gone. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two-day battery life, an exceptional quad-pixel camera, and a whole lot more. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. Over at Breitbart, our buddy Joel Pollack, White House scrubs ties to care after leaders pro-Hamas, pro-terror rant. Now, a couple things here. We're going to have Paul Sperry on in hour three. He's the expert on this. He's been writing about it and talking about it when other people have not. I've been talking about this group, CARE, too. It is a front group for the Hamas terrorist operation, and we can prove it because the government proved it when the FBI was actually doing its work. The White House has denounced the Council on American-Islamic Relations, CARE, after revelations yesterday that its executive director, 
Nihad Awad, a.k.a. I better not say that. It might be a cuss word. Praised Hamas and the October 7 terror attacks on Israel in a recent speech to a Muslim group. Remember they were clapping like a bunch of seals? Remember that, Mr. Producer? And we want to thank Middle East Media Research Institute, Memory, that found it, posted it, and then, of course, we played it as well. According to the Jewish Insider, the White House distanced itself. Now, this is amazing. I'll tell you why in a minute. From the Council on American-Islamic Relations, after the leader of the Muslim Advocacy Organization gave a speech celebrating October 7 Hamas terror attack in Israel. Why wouldn't he? He is Hamas. He is Hamas. And he walks freely around the country. This front group has a tax-exempt status. It's shocking. White House says, this guy Andrew Bates, who's a reprobate. I think Andrew Bates is an anti-Semite, Mr. Producer, don't you? He defends anti-Semites all over the place, including in his own administration. I think Andrew Bates is an anti-Semite. We condemn these shocking anti-Semitic statements in the strongest terms, White House Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates told Jewish Insider. Every leader has a responsibility to call out anti-Semitism wherever it rears its ugly head. Okay, a-hole, how about in your White House? How about in your State Department? How about in your Democrat Party? How about in your ass-kissing media? Anti-Semites all over the place. Call them out by name. Schumer goes to the floor of the Senate. Oh, that was brave. Doesn't name a single one. Do it. Call out Talib and Omar and AOC. Do it. But Andrew Bates defends the anti-Semites as long as they're Democrats. The White House faced criticism in May, including from me. When it's release of the national strategy to counter anti-Semitism, you ready for this? Included a fact sheet that said, CARE, this Hamas front group, would educate religious communities about protecting houses of worship from hate, given the organization's history of anti-Semitic remarks. Now, being as transparent as the White House possibly can, Today, CARE's name was deleted from the fact sheet, which the White House attributed to AWOD's comments. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Just because under the Obama administration and the Biden administration, a.k.a. those regimes, CARE had the, uh, you know, had freedom to do pretty much whatever it wanted here. It's still close to the Democrats, and now they pretend. As Pollock says, AWOD has a long history of supporting Hamas and helped found CARE. Yeah, he is one. So why did it take this statement? I'm going to ask Paul Sperry this. Everybody knows that AWOD is a blank wad, Mr. Producer. What's a nickname for Richard? I mean, we got Dick Durbin up there, little Dick Durbin, we call him. So we know that... I wonder what AWOD's nickname is, Mr. Producer. Is it Richard AWOD, Mr. Producer? Does he go by Richard or Dick? Do you know? So his, if, he go, if his name is Richard, like Richard Durbin, little Dick Durbin from Illinois, so it would be 
I better not push the uh, envelope's edge. Anyway, AWOD, D-A-WOD, can I call him that, Mr. Bidu? I think I can. So why does it take this for the White House to do a cover-up job? It's amazing, because the Democrat Party, Obama, they are filled with Jew haters. Their administrations are, the State Department, it's like Franklin Roosevelt. The State Department was filled with Jew haters. It's like the American media, the New York Times, MSNBC, CNN, filled with Jew haters. It's amazing. And then they run around and call Donald Trump, honestly, the biggest lover of Jews of a president we've ever had. He's Hitler. But this is the way the Marxists and the Islamists roll, ladies and gentlemen. I already went through chapter four. The Democrat Party hates America with you. This is how they roll. This is who they are. They're disgusting. And what else should happen to care, ladies and gentlemen? Its tax-exempt status should be removed. That's the least of it. What else should happen to care? There should be a criminal investigation of this organization to determine the extent to which it coordinates with foreign terrorist organizations, including Hamas, since it was founded by Hamas. Why do we tolerate this in our country? I don't care if the Democrats defend this crap or not. Why do we tolerate this in our country? We certainly shouldn't. It's like media matters. Go look at their website. I don't care if they get more hit. Go look at it. Constantly defending Hamas. Constantly slamming conservatives that support Israel. Because it's a Soros front group. Another guy. Who funds these organizations. Some of it openly. Some of it through dark money. But it's an enormous amount of money. And a whole infrastructure of organizations that defend these terrorist groups. Why is it the Democrat Party has this problem? Why is it that Joe Scarborough and the others at MSNBC have a fetish about Nazis? I don't mean an opposition, a fetish. They embrace the term Hitler. They embrace the term Nazi to use against everybody else. What is it with that? Or Nicole Wallace, one of the dumbest human beings to ever walk with two legs on the face of the earth. But there are many. Do we have that exchange with Jake the Fake Tapper and Dizzy Lizzie Cheney, Mr. Producer? I thought we did. Well, they had an exchange. It's okay. Well, they had an exchange. Of course, Tap. I thought so, yeah. Well, it is on the list. Number 11. You know, Mr. Producer puts the list together, but... Half the time, it's covered in ketchup because he's eating a steak sandwich at the same time. Mr. Producer, play Cut 11, please. Go. Now, one of the things that we also know is that Donald Trump tried to appoint him to other positions before he made him chief of staff uh, at the Pentagon. And, and you know, reportedly, the CIA This director must be then... her character assassinating uh, Patel, Kash Patel. That's my guess. Go ahead to resign. That's the only reason that Cash didn't end up at the, at the CIA earlier. But, but these are people who have no, uh, th- there's no f- uh, fitness for any appointed position. For, Listen they, to her. They have no place. They talk about dictatorships and Hitler and fascism. Doesn't she sound like a fascist? You, you, you and you. 
you have no right to serve in any public position. Has Kash Patel been charged with something? No. But Liz Cheney's decide this. She's in charge of America. She's Mahatma Gandhi in address. Oh, yes, yes, she is a, a stellar, righteous, important person. Just ask her. She gets all this media attention by people who are similarly lacking in character, like Jake Tapper. So he went saying, you know, he, he was up for other positions, CIA and so forth and so on, and then he could get those jobs, and there he's chief of state of the department. Why are you trashing the guy? Because she's not on Team Pelosi. Not on Team Dizzy Lizzie Cheney. Dizzy Lizzie Cheney, I want you to run for president. You keep putting it out there through your spokes idiots and others. Run for president. It's time to expose you for the dangerous, monotonous, predictable fraud that you are. Run for president. Please run for president. Then we can all dig more deeply into who you really are and what you really are. It's okay. It's okay, Dizzy. I don't follow the lead of the Communist News Network and Jake Tapper, who has a permanent constipated look on his face, or Andrea Mitchell, who talks like she's sitting on a foreign object, Mr. Producer, or Joe Scarborough, it's got the nose of an anteater. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They can attack us, I attack them. They'll follow their lead. They're frauds, phonies, and, uh, and fools. Yeah, yeah, really, Jake. So what, Jake, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's listen more. Um, exercising any kind of authority, but, but those are the types of people who would be around Donald Trump if he were reelected. Oh, my think- God, they would be. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? We got a guy like Malley. Whose clearance has been pulled, who's under investigation, who is a special pleader for Iran. There he is around by, oh my God, we can't have that, can we? You buffoon. Now let's listen to the other buffoon, Jake Tapper. Go ahead. Yes. The American people truly have an idea how close we came to complete anarchy and potentially. No, no. We really don't. um, Erosion of of, of democracy. Yes, Um, it it was unbelievable. We weren't even close to that. This idiot doesn't even understand history. 1876. We've had presidents assassinated. We've had members of Congress shot on the floor of the House. We've had efforts to blow up the Capitol building, the Pentagon. Even other buildings in our country, all by the left, by the way. And they realize how close we came to anarchy and everything else. And the issue was at the time on January 6th, and they're all obviously trying to rewrite history because that's what the media and reprobates do, like Dizzy Lizzy. What people were suggesting, like a Hawley or Cruz or others, was a process by which you can determine whether the electors and whether the vote was as it was said to be. This has happened before in one form or another. It wasn't anarchy. You want to know what anarchy was? Close to anarchy in 2000 when Al Gore and the Democrats were trying to take the election away from George W. Bush. That's why they tried to destroy the Electoral College. They lost fair and square, but they wouldn't accept. 
Hey, Jake, Jake, did you mention the, the anarchy of your party there in Florida? Huh? Did that concern you at all, Jake? I'm just curious about that. Or how about the anarchy when the, when the radical left-wing Marxists, that is, a.k.a. the Democrat Party militia, was trying to storm the White House? Do the American people realize how close we were back then to uh, the head of state being decapitated because of all these radical left-wing Democrats charging the fence? You're such a jackass. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Pure Talk has you covered for the holidays with a free Moto G5G phone. No gimmicks, no trade-in necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gig data plan, just 35 bucks, and get the Moto G5G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones are almost gone. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two-day battery life, an exceptional quad pixel camera, and a whole lot more. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. Well, I want to make an announcement nationwide to my HOA, where we have a home in Virginia, Mr. Producer. Now, the HOA, you know, they walk around with their clipboards. And uh, they're very powerful, you see. Very powerful. One year, Mr. Producer, they left a report with us, a notice that our mailbox needed to be painted. It was dirty. So my wife took some wet paper towels and wiped it off, and it wasn't dirty anymore. It's amazing. Uh, Then they said, you need a new roof. Oh, I need a new roof. Now, we keep our houses very nice. We have two. Very nice. More on this in a minute. The HOA mystery story. Look, you don't want to leave. I got to finish my story about the HOA. Homeowners Association. It sounds so, so passive. Oh, Homeowners Association. Sure. It should be called GOA, Gestapo Association. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? 
Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 3811 over at the City Journal, outstanding publication. Anita Kinney and Anthony Pericolo. No white faculty allowed. Oh, wait a minute. I thought white, white dominated society. There has to be only white faculty. At the University of Washington, they have a hell of a football team, don't they, Mr. Producer? Civil rights laws have not stopped blatant racial discrimination in faculty hiring. Guess I'll have to root against them, the root for Michigan, because I don't believe in racism. Not by the football team, obviously, but by the university as a whole. Recent internal investigation into faculty hiring at the University of Washington reveals the exhaustive efforts that universities make to discriminate against white job applicants. After the university's Department of Psychology identified a white candidate as best qualified for a tenure-track professor position in early 2023, the department's Diversity Advisory Committee pressured the hiring committee to re-rank candidates in accordance with the methodology laid out in an internal handbook titled, quote, Promising Practices for Increasing Equity in Faculty Searches, unquote, in other words, Racism and Segregation so that a black woman would receive the job instead. This handbook, obtained by the National Association of Scholars, spells out how to exclude candidates of undesirable races and ensure that candidates' preferred races get hired. So I guess the Jews are out, the Asians are out, and the whites. The handbook sheds light on past discrimination hiring practices in the psychology department, which is filled with psychos, apparently. The 2021 academic year, the department hired only BIPOC, that is, black indigenous people of color. Indigenous people? Well, how come indigenous people like the people from Judea and Samaria don't get treated this way? BIPOC, black indigenous people of color candidates for five tenure-track positions. Delighted by its success in excluding all white candidates. The department's diversity advisory committee commissioned the promising practices handbook as a case study documenting its past manipulation of the hiring practice. The handbook served as a how-to manual in the 2022-2023 academic year, ensuring that a BIPOC candidate will be hired for the department's only tenure track professorship that year. And by the way, it's not just race. This is how you get all the anti-Semitism, Marxists, and Islamists in these faculty positions. The faculty hires the faculty. 
I wrote about it in Plunder and Deceit, an entire chapter on education. They hire from the same schools, the same recommendations of the same radicals. They do vet them for ideological purity. And so there's no diversity, certainly no diversity of thought. That's what's going on in our universities. The handbook carefully ranks favorite minority groups, specifically, quote, black African-American, Latinx, Hispanic, or Indian indigenous, above less preferred ones, specifically Asian-American, as an example, Middle Eastern American. And what they mean by that, Mr. Producer, is Jews. Next, the handbook recommends drafting job descriptions that match the resumes of specific minority candidates. So the fix is in. The fix is in, ladies and gentlemen. That's how they do this. It's sickening. And we're paying for all this crap. We're paying for all this crap. The handbook offers another clue as to how the department had so much success in hiring minority candidates. If a candidate was rejected, that is a white candidate, male white candidate, the department simply reversed the rejection. And he dropped. uh, It goes on and on. You get the point. Now this is going on throughout our university systems. This is going on throughout our country. And these universities are poison. These universities are anti-American. And we've got to do something about this. And there's many things we can do. And I've said, pointed out to you that on Sundays, Life, Liberty, and Levin, we're going to spend the entire hour on this. The entire hour on this. So you're not going to want to miss it, I don't think. And there are things that can be done to these universities, and they need to be done. We're going to lose the next generation. We've already lost the current generation of young people. But we're going to lose future generations. And that's frightening. Uh, So when you talk about racism against whites, people cross their eyes. What the hell are you talking about? What, What are you talking about? There's this whole theory, as I write about, and as another individual, another professor wrote about from Virginia, that the definition of racism has been changed, Mr. Producer. That is, that white people cannot be discriminated against as a matter of definition. Because only white people can discriminate as a matter of definition. This is the insanity that goes on in our colleges and universities. You know, one of the things I I had to read extensively when I was writing The Democrat Party Hates America, in that chapter I wrote, chapter four on language and brainwashing and so forth, were all these books that nobody knows are being used to teach students, are being used by professors, not just in America, but all over the world. on how the language is racist, 
English language is racist. The English language was developed by white Europeans. The English language is not the indigenous language of America. We need to change the language. We need to change the meaning of words. We cannot allow what is now this European white dominant society in America to tell us what words mean. Listen to this. And these books are written by Marxists, and they're out of the closet Marxists. They're proud of being Marxists because no one can touch them. They have tenure. And I read at least three books on this whole theory of Marxism and language. Not just about what Lenin said and Stalin said and Gremsky said. No, no. Modern-day Marxists in our universities and colleges. Noam Chomsky is a linguist, and he spends a lot of time on this. He's a self-hater, you understand. And so they have this theory that the language as is, is racist, it's white dominant, it's illegitimate. So they change the words. They change the meanings. And this is an entirely Marxist agenda. It's a Marxist agenda. You wouldn't believe it. I don't have the books with me. I'm in Virginia. But I cite to them in my book, The Democrat Party Hates America, in chapter four. I even quote somewhat from one or two of the books. This is part of their agenda. And so when you hear these new words, you go, what? The hell are they talking about? That's what's going on. That's what's going on. I know that sounds like it's true. And of course, the Democrat Party and the media are all in. They're all in. The reason they will not, when pressed, define what a woman is, even though they'll use the term when it benefits them, is because of their embrace of the transgender agenda. That's why the reason they will tell you that men can't get pregnant is because of their embrace of the transgender agenda. Not just people who transgender in their own lives. The transgender agenda. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. You know, Paul Sperry is a great investigative reporter. I remember when he used to write on economics, New York Post, and other places. Really cutting-edge stuff. Really good thinker. I don't know why I haven't had him on the program in recent years, but Paul Sperry, you've done fantastic work on this group, CARE. You've been at it for a while. People are not paying attention to what's happening to our country. 
Tell us about this group CARE and tell us why it's basically had a free run of this country for three decades, if you would. Well, uh, CARE is uh, located, their national headquarters, just uh, three blocks from the U.S. Capitol building. And yet they are the U.S. front group for Hamas, the Mm -hmm. designated terrorist group. And the FBI knows this and Justice Department knows this. And they're doing virtually nothing to shut it down. And we've been blowing the whistle on this group for the past 15 years. And um, we even went to the FBI after the Hamas uh, massacre. And we asked FBI headquarters, uh, you know, hey, you, you, uh, you, you cut off formal ties to Hamas in 2009. Uh, and you said to the Senate that, you know, you're going to do this until uh, they could resolve whether they continue, there continues to be, I'm reading the quote from the letter, continues to be a connection between CARES executive director, Nihad Awad, and Hamas. So I asked the FBI's national press office, this is last month, I said, hey, you've had 14 years to resolve this question. Is Awad still representing this dangerous terrorist group or not? And uh, the, the press official I work with hemmed and hawed for about two days uh, about possibly giving us a statement, and then they finally just punted. Isn't this shocking, Paul Sperry? I mean, uh, this is an enemy within. This is an Islamist organization. This is a group that's under the umbrella of the Muslim Brotherhood. They go on about a caliphate that they want to create. They embrace a terrorism. Um you know about that Holy Land Foundation case and the wiretaps that took place and the text information that came out. This guy, Awad, was in that meeting with these other Hamas bigs, and they formed this organization for the purpose of influencing America and for the purpose of advancing the cause of Hamas. And when you look in our schools and you look in our streets, they have succeeded, have they not? Yeah, so uh, just to back up a, a bit, back to the early 90s, yeah. CARE was founded for the sole pur- purpose of supporting Hamas. And that is well documented in FBI wiretaps and court testimony by their counterterrorism agents uh, in that Holy Land Foundation case that you mentioned. And Holy Land was uh, the another front group for Hamas that pumped $12 million into Hamas, the biggest fundraising, terrorist fundraising case in American history. Um, and they did that for Hamas's so-called martyrdom operations against Israel. So CARE, Council on American-Islamic Relations, sounds like a benevolent group. It's not anything but. CARE was named as an unindicted terrorist co-conspirator in that case. But they weren't indicted, even though the FBI had evidence that CARE funded Holy Land Foundation, collaborated with Hamas leaders at a secret meeting that FBI agents wiretapped, uh, that was held in a Philadelphia hotel. This was back in the early 90s and uh, mid-90s. Uh, Awad was at that meeting, by the way, Nahad Awad. And it was there that the idea of founding CARE as a front group for Moss was hatched. Um, but it even gets worse than that because the next year, um, Awad secretly met inside the U.S. This is 1994 to officially formally established CARE as a front group for Hamas 
And less than two months later, CARE was incorporated, and Awad became his, its executive director. Well, he met at that meeting with a guy named Musa Abu Marzouk. Now, who is he? This is uh, one of the guys, one of the three main Hamas leaders being protected right now by Qatar. And he Unbelievable. Was he's, he's best buddies uh, with Nihad Awad. Uh, so... And this is all documented in my book, Muslim Mafia, by the way. Marzouk is now a fugitive terrorist wanted by the FBI for funding past Hamas attacks that also killed Americans. And yet this guy, Awad, is connected at the hip with him, correct? That's your point. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, we asked FBI headquarters last month if they're investigating whether Marzouk, this Hamas leader... You know, he's a, he's a billionaire. He's over there living large in Qatar, in Doha. If, he, if Marzouk had any communication with Nihad Awad, the founder and executive director of CARE, uh, if they had any contacts in advance of the October 7th massacre, and, of course, I heard crickets in response. They wouldn't um, even answer this, that. No. But this is an important question because the FBI is assisting Israel with the October 7th terrorist investigation. You know, since 33 Americans were also slaughtered. I mean, I listen to this. I read what you wrote. And uh, why are we so passive in the face of a terrorist organization that has a base in the United States? And I dare say it's not the only one. Well, um, from FBI agents, counterterrorism agents in D.C., I've talked to, they tell me that headquarters has been petrified uh, of being called Islamophobic. It's political correctness, um, especially being called Islamophobic by a group that the media constantly refers to in, in, in mainstreams as the nation's largest Muslim civil rights and advocacy group. They're constantly quoting care, going to care for any, any issue dealing with the Muslim community. That's their go-to. Um, so the FBI is, is, is loath to shut that down and, and suffer the blowback from the media. And uh, plus they feel that they have to keep open the lines of communication with CARE in case CARE ever wants to share tips about homegrown terrorists in the Muslim community, which it never has and likely never will. Um, and the, the, the third reason is the, the FBI also gets information about uh, anti-Muslim hate crimes, Islamophobia from CARE, even though those reports are typically exaggerated by CARE. Like other Hamas data. When we come back, if you'll stick with us, Paul Sperry, it's my recollection that CARE and individuals from CARE had the run of the White House under Obama, uh, and that, in fact, they've had the run of the Biden administration up till today. Once this AWOD speech from memory became public, I want to get into that with you a little bit, if I may. Paul Sperry really is a fantastic journalist. We'll be right back. Well, with Paul Sperry, Real Clear Investigations, you write in your piece in November, in part, this. Among other things, the book revealed that CARE employed violent Islamic terrorists and then supported the terrorists behind the scenes even after they were convicted. 
It also uncovered an influence operation against members of key Homeland Security committees in Congress that included planting care operatives in congressional offices. Internal care documents laid out a plan to elect dozens of pro-Hamas Muslims to Congress. Care even started holding Muslim prayer sessions each Friday in the basement of the Capitol. Muslim Mafia, that's your book. Um, this seems to me to be way over the top of, for any organization to conduct itself this way. It has a real in with the Democrat Party in the media. Isn't that the problem? Isn't that why they don't expose this this entity? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and their media relations guy is just he has a media background and he just plays the media. Is this Hooper? Um, is he still there? This, this is Hooper. Yeah, he's a convert. Ibrahim Hooper uh, used to keep threatening talk radio hosts until I came on and said, well, sue me, a-hole. And then I'm going to do yeah. discovery like you've never seen before in your life. Yeah, they they did not like our book. Uh, so this was 15. Yeah, I literally wrote the book on care. And it's ties to Hamas. So 15 years, years ago, uh, my co-author went undercover into care headquarters with an investigative team. And they spirited out, and they were dressed in, you know, the hijabs and the and the whole the Muslim garb. And they said they were converts, and they were hired as interns by Care. And this is at the headquarters. And they spirited out literally boxes and boxes of internal Care documents, and some of which uh, revealed a, a scheme to, like you said, to infiltrate Congress, planting Care operatives on key Homeland Security committees. And uh, several members of Congress held a press conference on our findings. And uh, the FBI asked for our, our boxes. They took possession of the evidence. So we, we warned the public 15 years ago about uh, that Hamas was secretly operating inside the Capitol uh, doing business as the Council on American-Islamic Relations. And like I said, that their red brick headquarter building, just three blocks from the U.S. Capitol. And they had the run of the White House under Obama, didn't they? And they had it in the Biden administration until just a couple oh, yeah. days or, or today. What's that all about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Biden, Biden tapped them to uh, this is just the most outrageous thing, given what this Awad uh, executive director just gave a speech on. But uh, Biden had tapped them to to uh, uh, snuff out his anti-Semitism across the country. Uh, and be part of this uh, outreach uh, on on issues of hate crime, and put them on a panel, and um, then uh, a wad just over Thanksgiving weekend at a speech in Chicago. This was a pro-Hamas, anti-Israel convention where uh, a wad was one of the featured speakers, and he said just outrageously. He said he was happy to see the quote-unquote, people of Gaza break down the walls and walk into Israel. And then he, he even exalted them as heroes, a liberation force and an inspiration to Muslims around the world because, uh, you know, they showed great faith and weren't afraid of Israel. And, and if they died, uh, they would go to paradise. And, and then he said that they were victorious in what they did. And it was clear he was talking about Hamas, basically inciting this Muslim audience in Chicago, and this is what this guy does. He also organized that massive, helped organize that massive anti-Israel uh, rally in Washington. 
after the attacks. I noticed on their website they're involved in organizing a lot of protests all over the country. You indicate they have offices all over the place, right? Yeah, they've got 35 offices across the country, and they're in 27 states. Um, and they are one of the main reasons that anti-Semitism is spreading across the country like wildfire, because they go into all these campuses and rally these kids uh, against Israel, um, you know, saying apartheid state, genocide. And uh, like I said, they were one of the the main organizers of that massive uh, D.C. rally uh, that was held right after uh uh, you know, just just in the aftermath of the of the October seventh massacre, they have a role in Democrat Party conventions. They have a role in political campaigns, as you mm-hmm. say. They're often re- invited on TV news shows as experts, mm-hmm. as the largest Muslim civil rights organization. No, it's the largest Muslim terrorist supporting organization in America. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever voted for them to be the Muslim group in America. And I, I'm just really appalled by this, that the Federal Bureau of Investigation will kick down doors and send their SWAT teams to nine nonviolent people on January 6th. Nonviolent people. Right. And when it comes to this yeah. organization, they sit on their hands and act like nothing's going on. Something is wrong. Is it at the top? Is it with the director? Is he that scared? Exactly. Well, speaking of FBI Director Ray, he, he, he's been warning us that Hamas and its allies... He has said that repeatedly in his congressional testimony, and its allies are, in fact, and he said allies inside America are, in fact, a threat to this homeland, not just Israel. Well, there's no bigger ally of Hamas in America than CARE, and yet the FBI has done virtually nothing to shut it down other than suspending community outreach with it. And he keeps warning you and me and the rest of the people, like, what the hell can we do about it? I mean, he's the guy that's supposed to do something about it. And, if right. they're, gonna, and they're coddling this group, which is the point of the spear here. Let me tell you something. Your work has been so important. Your book from 2009, we're linking to it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, The Muslim Mafia. It's from 2009, but it is completely relevant today. You can get it on Amazon. And I encourage you to do that. And uh, Paul Spare, I hope you'll keep writing because I'll keep reading from it. Well, my pleasure, Mark. Anytime. Thanks for having me. God bless you, sir. Thank you. I mean, this guy's got guts. You know that. And he's just terrific. And uh, he knows what he's talking about. You see what he said? They, they went in. His partner, they went in, they went in, and they saw what Kerr was doing. They heard what Kerr was doing. Can you imagine the text messages, the phone logs, other documentation that would be available in litigation, whether by the government or somebody like me? The depositions? The whole damn thing would be uncovered. But Christopher Ray sits there, he goes in front of Congress, We have flashing red lights everywhere. Yeah, and there's one in front of your face, you moron. It's called CARE. Go look at their website, folks. They're organizing protests all over the country. I'm sure Jake Tapper is very concerned about the anarchy they're creating. Dizzy Lizzie Cheney, yeah, she's focused on the right problem. Damn fools. In addition to his great book, The Muslim Mafia, 
which again, you can get it on uh, Amazon.com, and I link to it on my social sites. Um, Paul Sperry had a great piece. It kind of sums things up uh, in Real Clear Investigations on November 8th, 2023. We will have that as part of our list of uh, source information on MarkLevinShow.com, The Mothership, on my, my website. That's what we do every night. We put the articles that I use and some that I don't use in there for your easy access. I mean, even Joe Scarborough and Jake Tapper may want to take a look and educate themselves. No, they can't. They're incapable of it. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. All right, Mr. Producer. You know what? I don't want to end on these depressing audios of Democrats squawking and they're like coyotes. They just howl and howl and howl as they do. Let's see here. The U.S. Air Force is in serious decline national interest. We can't recruit enough pilots. The Marines can't recruit enough Marines. The Army can't recruit enough. You heard about any of this? Here's the blaze. The U.S. State Department. You can pick these articles up yourself. There's not enough time. I'm just telling you. Use taxpayer funds to back censoring firms that target conservative media outlets. And a lawsuit's been filed. Yeah, it's amazing. that Oh, Trump and MAGA. Fascists. Nazis. Dictators. Who is attacking us? Our way of life. Our Bill of Rights, our due process, our free speech, our freedom of association. Who controls the culture? Who controls the media? I've told you, the Democrat Party is not your typical party. It's an autocratic operation. Nancy Pelosi, our Constitution is at stake if Trump wins. Ah, put your dentures in your mouth, you jerk. Listen to this. Megyn Kelly reveals that Chris Christie told her during heated off-air confrontation at GOP debate, debate he was pissed. Ah, shut up, you bloated Hindenburg. What a jerk. And the hits go on here that we had collected. A third Coke-backed AFP action staffer joins DeSantis Super PAC after Haley in tours. Yeah, the Coke PAC is a joke. We go to America every Friday. In honor of you. Here we go.
peace, Teddy Freeling, my beloved friend, great patriot, fantastic human being, passed away way too early. The week is officially over. The weekend begins immediately right now. Don't forget, Saturday and Sunday on Fox, 8 p.m. Eastern, DVR, Smart TV, folks, you don't have to make a choice. Go ahead and record my show or whatever else you want to record and watch us live. We need you, and we love to have you there. It's very important programming. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, the men and women, the freedom fighters all over the world, the men and women in Ukraine, our brothers and sisters in Israel. Good night, Spritey and Griffey. Good night, Pepsi and Zelda. Good night, Smokey and Gigi. Good night, Indy, Patton. Rory, Barney, and Barney, and good night, Dad, and good night, Mom, good night, Leo, good night, Joe, and tonight, good night, Teddy. See ya tomorrow on Fox. Good night, America. <laughs> <laughs> 